Welcome to our podcast. So what do you think? The podcast where we chat about the Bible from Genesis to Revelation with friends, family, and loved ones. We laugh. The labor where they wash up. Then we wash wash up. I'm from Missouri, so y'all leave me alone. She's from Missouri. She really needs wash. I'm learning more and more how little I know. (laughs) They know what entered the ark. And they knew nothing. I can't do this. We do impressions. Hello. <laughs> I'm Bob the Tomato. <laughs> Hi, this is Chang's Chinese restaurant. We get a little silly. Jericho. Joshua the Battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. I feel I have a hard time with condom condiment con <laughs> not condiments. She loves ketchup and mayonnaise. <laughs> so in genius Genesis. That's our southern accent coming in there, folks. I'm just a little black <laughs> A little serious. My spirit, Bubba, what if I give you what you deserve? And a lot grateful. When you feel that, you know, where is God? Well, well that's him. That's him showing his love. Yes, he's got he's got all these people loving on you. Oh, you know. Yeah. And like, As we ask and answer questions about the Bible, faith, God, and everything in between. Welcome to So What Do You Think? Take a load off, get comfy, and stay a while. Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name's Missy, and I have with me JJ. Hi everyone, hope y'all are having a wonderful Sunday. So you got an awesome podcast ready for us, I'm excited. Um, Don't tell them that, then they'll expect too much. This is a terrible podcast, just (laughs) don't even listen. You always like to open with prayer, so will you say a prayer for us? Yes, I will. Uh, Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. Um, Just more than we could ever say, we love you, and we appreciate you, and we are so thankful for all the gifts and all the blessings that you give to us each and every day. Lord, um, we ask that you would be with us during this podcast, that our thoughts would be your thoughts and our words would be your words, Lord, and that you would speak through us to help our listeners out there, to help them grow closer to you, Lord. We ask for your protection and for your guidance, Lord, and we just pray all these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Yes. So you're going to start out with... So today we're going to talk about God's protection over us and for us. And um, one of the most powerful scriptures, I think, I always like to start with scripture. Yeah. And um, is the scripture from Ephesians chapter 6, and it starts verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, 
which is the word of God. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love that scripture. Yeah. So we kind of, the, the word of God, the sword of the spirit, mm-hmm. um, that's when you use God's word against the enemy, kind of like he did when he was in the, Jesus did when he was 40 days and 40 nights in the desert and the Satan was trying to tempt him. He, he just came back with, it is written. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, one uh, story I want to share yeah, sure, is um, I was having nightmares for a long time. I would fall asleep, have nightmares, and, I mean, they would be pretty scary. Mm-hmm. And um, so I looked in the Bible and found uh, Word of God, Psalm 4, 8, <clears throat> and it, I'm just going to read it to you. And I ended up starting to say it every night, and I don't have nightmares when I say it. Of course, there are nights I forget, but <laughs> I don't think that causes you not. Uh, I mean, I still think the word the word of God still covers you. But it's Psalm four eight. In peace, I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, will make me dwell in safety. Right before I go to bed, I say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and, and that's uh, asking for His protection over you while yeah. you sleep. Protection mm-hmm. over your mind. Yeah, and your thoughts. And that's yeah. how we can apply the word of God. Like whatever you're going through, like if you're mm-hmm. depressed. Right. Um, or angry or um, whatever you're going through. You're having trouble with forgiving someone. It's all that's, right here, and that's there's power in these words. That's what that's saying. Yes, there certainly are. Um, another favorite scripture on protection is Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah? What's <laughs> Isaiah? <laughs> Isaiah 41. Verse 10. Isaiah. <laughs> <Azia>. <laughs> All right. It says, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Mm-hmm. So when, you know, and in these times when we turn to God and we, you know, we we seek his protection and his guidance. Especially these days. Everybody's so full of fear and scared and uh, just the unknown and what, you know, it's been one thing after another. Mm-hmm. Now, people have a lot of fear. And God's in control no matter what's going on. And, and he tells us right here in this yeah. wonderful word of his, he tells us he will protect us. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. um, one one person I was listening to um when I was studying, uh, he said, God can't protect you unless you move. And I thought that was... What do you mean uh, by that? I thought that was really something to think about because, mm-hmm. you know, like like I just said, we can ask God for his protection. So maybe you feel like God's asked you to do something um, and you think it's too hard to do. Like, mm-hmm. Lord, I don't know how I could ever do that. I can't do that. Uh, could you give me something a little easier? Right. You know, maybe. But what the the preacher I was listening to was saying was that if you don't put that first foot forward, if you don't make a move, mm-hmm. then God can't guide right. you. Right. So like and it, Moses said, "I'm ill. I can't speak well." Hmm. Hmm. Right. So we have to. We have to make the effort. We have to put forth an effort, and then God can guide us and protect us. And, you know, maybe his protection is not always like we think it's going to be. 
I it think may, that's true. Probably 90% yeah. of the time, maybe. You're you like, oh, God, what are you doing? So what What did you want me to do? And <laughs> what, what am I doing? I had this in my mind, but you're doing this. Right, right. But, you know, sometimes he he works in ways to get us to where he wants us to be. Yeah. And it's not the, a straight path. It might be have a few little curves in it. and Yeah. You know. So we're going to talk about Elijah, yeah, which I love. About, yeah, which is a perfect example of that. Okay. So we are going to read the story of Elijah from the Bible. It's so good. Uh, if JJ can find her place. Okay, I'm going to start. It's uh, 1 Kings chapter 18, and we're going to start at verse 16. Mm-hmm. All right. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. When he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you, you troubler of Israel? So Ahab is calling Elijah a troubler. Mm -hmm. I've not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent word throughout all Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left, but Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let Baal's prophets choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood, but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God, And I will call on the name of the Lord, the God who answers by fire. He is God. Mm -hmm. So whichever one answered by fire would be God. Having a contest going on here. Yes, a little contest. Yeah. So then all the people said to Elijah, what you say is good. We'll do that. Mm -hmm. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one of the bulls and prepare it first, since there are so many of you. Call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bull given them and prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning until noon. Baal, answer us, they shouted, but there was no response. No one answered, and they danced around the altar they had made. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a God. Perhaps he is deep in thought or busy or traveling. Maybe he's sleeping and must be awakened. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until their blood flowed. Midday passed, and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was no response. No one answered. No one paid any attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. They came to him, and he repaired the altar of the Lord, which had been torn down, Elijah took twelve stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, 
your name shall be Israel. With the stones he built an altar with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold two sheaves of seed. He arranged the wood, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water and pour it on the offering and on the wood. So he's wetting the wood. So he's even giving them a he's uh, giving them a head start, like like a handicap. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he asked them to pour the water four large jars on the wood, mm-hmm. and then he said, "Do it again." And they did it again. And he said, "Do it a third time," and they did it the third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. So he drenched this wood. Yeah, it is soaked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the time of the sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, Lord, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trench. When the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Then Elijah commanded them, Seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. They seized them, and Elijah had them brought down to the Kishon Valley and slaughtered them there. That is an awesome story. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that you need to drink a water. That's a lot of reading. <laughs> yeah, probably so. <laughs> so basically you have Baal, who's an idol, and God, mm-hmm. and Elijah's standing for God. Right. And whoever can light the fire, that's the God that is, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, theirs does not light lit, lit light. What? Azika. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> but God, you know, soaks his three times. And then still lights it mm-hmm. and proves to them that he is the almighty God. He's and, the one that can perform miracles. Yeah. And I've seen a picture, just reminded me as you were reading that, that I saw a picture in this. It was a flooded area and this guy was carrying Buddha. And I thought, you can't carry my God on your shoulder. My God's too big. You, mm-hmm. you know, He, you can't carry him. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's having to carry his, support his idol and carry it around. Um, but you can't do that with God. God's everywhere. God's mm-hmm. omnis- omnip- omnipotent. We can't speak today. I know. What is going on? Bye. So what an awesome story. And we're going to get into a little bit more. I'm going to give JJ a break reading. I'm just going to read a little more. So just hold on. So Elijah flees. So now Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, how he had killed all the prophets with a sword, so Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not take your life like that. Wait. Yeah, we can't speak. If by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that one of them, meaning kill him like the prophets. So she's saying that if she doesn't kill Elijah by tomorrow, yeah. then may her life be taken right. in the same severe way. So Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba, he left his servant there. While he himself went a a day's journey into the wilderness, 
He came to a broom brush. I don't know what a broom brush is. It's a broom bush. Bush. Oh, sorry. Sat down (laughs) under it. (laughs) We cannot speak. He sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I've had enough, Lord. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. Wow. So he had this great, awesome moment, mm-hmm. you know, in front of all these uh, bell worshipers and all these people believed in God, 450 to however many believed in God. And Can here this little woman comes after him named Jezebel, <laughs> and he gets scared and runs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, woe is me, Lord. I, can't I just want to die here. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. happens is an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. And, and um, there was some baked bread over, some hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank, laid down again. The angel came back and he did the same thing because he was going on another journey, which we're not going to get into. What we're going to get into is how God protected him mm-hmm. yeah. during his highest moments, his lowest moments. Well, doesn't this sound just like us, you know, like sometimes we we have something great, we feel like we've done something so great, and I mean, I'm going to have to say it even happens sometime after the podcast. It does. Because you get so excited about it, and you get so uh, excited about God and about teaching and about learning, Yeah. and then when you get done, you're like, man... I don't want that to be over. Right. <laughs> you know? I remember going to a conference, a Christian conference, and it was just ha, 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 wow, 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 wow. Mm-hmm. I got home and I was depressed. Mm-hmm. And I said to Bubba, my stepfather Bubba, who's now passed away, I told him, I said, I just feel so depressed. He goes, that happens. Mm-hmm. Because you're up here and doing all this, and then it's all of a sudden, bam. Yeah. Um, and you feel like kind of like, well, what am I going to do now? Like, it's just funny that we can't hang on to those moments that are so great. Like Elijah couldn't hold on to that moment. Instead, he just got scared and ran and mm-hmm. wanted to die. And we're just like that. It's just human nature. Mm-hmm. But God, even in that, still protects us. Right. Even right. when we have doubt, even when we're tired, even when we're ready to give up, even when we want to say, Lord, just take me home. Yeah. He still protects us. Right. He's like, no, you can come on now. Let's get up and eat. Yeah, and let's go. We, I got more work for you to do. I got more purpose for your life. Yeah, I can relate that to the death of my mom. Right, like I, you know, the world keeps going on around you, and you're like, how in the world am I going to do this? You know, I can't do this. We need a time out. Stop the world. Let me get off. Yeah, and everybody's like, well. Uh, we got a call tomorrow at 12 o'clock to discuss blah, blah, blah at work. And I'm like, I don't want to discuss that. <laughs> but God upholds us with his righteous right hand. And it, like he's, he lifts us up and he's like, he's in us. He's around us. He's even underneath us, holding us up when we need him to. I think if we'll ever get it that we are up and down, left and right, doubt, trust. Mm-hmm. That he is always the same. Yes. And he loves us the same. And it's always like my brother Robert says, and I can't ever say it enough. It has nothing to do with me. His love is right there. It's steady. Mm -hmm. His protection is right there and steady. His promises are always there. Even when we doubt, even when we do Mm -hmm. things wrong, even when we go the wrong way. And we want y'all to know that so bad that, you know, 
just go ahead and say it. You see, say there's it. nothing that you can do to, to make, make God, God love, love you, you less than He does right now. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more. you can do to make Him love you any more. So every moment of every second, no, every second of every moment of every day, <laughs> He loves you the most He can love you. Right. Always. So even when you're down in the dumps. Even when you're down in the dumps. Even when you did something wrong. As long as you love Him and you accept Him into your heart, He's yours. He's going to take care of you. He's going to love you. Doesn't mean that you aren't going to go through hard times and He's not going to put you through some struggles and some trials, but He's going to help you always find the way out of them. Yeah. We want to talk about some of those people. I mean, we can start with Adam and Eve. He protected them even though they sinned. He put clothes on them. He yeah. kicked them out of the garden, but he put clothes on them. <laughs> Here, here's just some and Jonah. Some let's look at Jonah. Jonah oh, wow. ran. I love Jonah. God, God could have just thrown him out, but he threw him in the belly of a well instead. Well, so he was. He God wanted him to go and preach to this. So Jonah was supposed of, to go preach to a sinful Nineveh. Nineveh, yeah. And uh, Jonah didn't want to do it because they were so bad. He thought they would kill him. Mm-hmm. But so he, he ran the other way. He ran way. the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. Don't we do that? Some mm-hmm. opposite way of what you want oh, me to of run. Of course. So he got swallowed up by a well. Well, he got he got on a hook. He was trying to get to I can't remember the name of the city. He was on a boat. He and got on they this were boat having some bad storms, mm-hmm. and the people on the boat actually figured out it was him that God had caused the storms because of him, and they threw him in the water, mm-hmm. and he was swallowed up by a well. Well, as soon as he threw him in the water, the storm stopped. Yes. Mm-hmm. But so, instead of letting Jonah drown, God yeah, protected him. Protected him. Maybe you don't want that kind of protection, but it is protection. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, after the three days, he went to Nineveh. Yeah. And the people repented, and he was mad because they he didn't think they deserved to be saved. They were mm-hmm. so bad. Anyway, and then there's there's Daniel. Daniel. Um, I know I did a podcast on Daniel a while back. It was one of yeah. my favorites. Um, and in a nutshell, Daniel would never um, disobey God. He the the um, I don't know the uh, Nebuchadnezzar. It was different. Yeah. There was different kings, right? Darius. And they were always trying to convert him away from Christ and yeah. and have him pray to other gods. And they always plotted against him. Go up in his room. Every day, same time, and mm-hmm. pray to God. Windows open. Yeah. He didn't care who heard him. He was not. He never changed for the kings. Other God. Mm-hmm. Right. So in the end, they uh, said they were going to throw him in the lion's den and mm-hmm. kind of like, well, let's see if your God can protect you now. So um, he went in the den with the lions, and God quieted the lions. Yeah. And Daniel came out without not a scratch on him. Yeah. God protected him. Yep. And I love this scripture. Um, it's from John chapter 10, verses 27 through 30. And it makes me think of the the situation with Daniel. Um, it's Jesus speaking. And he says, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So mm-hmm. no matter what those people tried to do to Daniel, yeah, he stood strong in his faith. 
and they could not snatch him from his father's hand. Right. I love that. Mm -hmm. So now you're going to talk about David, I think. Yeah, I was just going to say a little bit about David because there were so many times that Saul tried to kill him. And um, Saul was jealous because he knew he was probably going to be king, but Saul was king at the time. And he was so jealous of him, he wanted um, to kill him. And God protected him all through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was even a moment where uh, David could have killed Saul in a cave. He, he had come in the cave, and he didn't see David. And David could have killed him, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. He knew that wasn't his place. Right. And then Noah, of course, was protected from the flood. Mm-hmm. And then immediately after, you know, he gets drunk. And after he lands on land, he gets drunk. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's just about... How imperfect we are, but our God is perfect. Yes. And He protects mm. us not because of our imperfections, but because He loves us. Right. And it's His love and His perfection. Right. So I wanted to ask you about times in your life when you feel like or you know that God protected you. <laughs> um, well, the biggest one would be when I had a battle with breast cancer. Um. So I had gone to have a physical and a complete physical, mm-hmm. breast exam, everything. Yeah. Everything was fine. Six months later, I was in the shower one morning and I felt a lump. Mm-hmm. And uh, so long story short, I went like within... A week, I'm pretty sure I had a mammogram, and there was a 10-centimeter mass in my breast. Which is crazy. I mean, that is the size of a pretty good orange, you know, like a... Mm-hmm. I mean, it was huge in the scheme of things. Right. <laughs> so from six months to knowing nothing, right. a doctor examining and nothing was there to six months later... That a 10 centimeter mass. So, and it was stage three. And I just feel, I know God protected me along the way. And God had a hand in all that. He had a hand in all of it. And he had, I've said this before on the podcast, he had all these angels loving on me, these, the friends that took care of me, and especially you who helped me through it all. And, you know, it's just, so a lot of people um, think that the Bible says God will not give you more than you can handle. Yeah, I've heard they that think over that's and over. A verse from the Bible, but it is not. It is not. It is not. But they, it's there's one verse that people think this is what it means, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to read that verse. Um, it's First Corinthians chapter ten, verse thirteen. Mm-hmm. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. So that's a big difference. Yeah, that's a real big difference. God can't give you more than you can handle, but it's really not that at all. Right. He's saying temptation. Right, right. He's saying, and and he's saying when you are tempted and you, you get in a pickle or whatever words you want to use, then he will show you a way out. Wow. If you trust in him. That's a big difference. It's huge. And I believe God does give you more than you can handle because I couldn't have handled breast cancer without him. So in those no. times you call on him when you're going through that, I mean, you call on him all the time, but yes. you know he's with you. 
Right, right. Because he gives you. And, and that's why we so, always say, how do people live without God? Yeah. Because I don't know how I would do it without God. I don't either. And people, you know, the beautiful scripture that says, all things are possible through Christ who strengthens me. Wow. Um, I mean, that's kind of a revelation. Mm-hmm. You know, because people say that all the time. Yeah. People say, God will never give you more than you can handle. Wow. Okay. Right. Well, thank you for sharing that. So, do you have a story that you can tell us about feeling God's protection? I do. Um, I think I've told it on the podcast before, but it's worth sharing again. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, and I had just had, I think Hope was like four, four mm-hmm. or five. She was so young. I was so stupid and irresponsible, and I have so many regrets from that time. But um, <laughs> I had a Mustang in... That's there's has nothing to do with the story except for Mustangs are cool. <laughs> yes, and, they are. Uh, you know, I was struggling well, I financially and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, living paycheck to paycheck. And I ran out of gas on 75, <gasps> way up there by Chastain Road. Mm-hmm. And it was dark. It was late. And I ran out of gas and it was cold. And, you had and I had my little sweet girl with me. Oh. And I was so How scary is that. And it was, you know, where I was, the the, the uh, next exit was about a mile away. Mm-hmm. And I said, come on, babe, we're going to have to get out of the car and walk. And, of course, you know, they go, why? Why? You know, mm-hmm. oh, cold. we're just going to walk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice night. <laughs> you know, you're trying stars. to convince them nothing's wrong. And in your head, I am just mad at myself. How could I do this to her? You know, I don't care about me, but I care about her. How could I do this to her? And then I start praying my little heart out. Mm-hmm. Lord, please help us. Please, I'm so sorry. Please, I'm so stupid and irresponsible. Please send me help. Uh, please protect us. Um, you know, just praying my heart out. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be so scary. At the same time, trying to comfort Hope and tell her everything's okay. Mm-hmm. So we walked down into a ravine so we wouldn't be on the highway where people could see us. Oh, and... This truck pulled up, and immediately I think, man, mm-hmm. and I think, no way am I going up there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because we had to kind of climb a hill. And the truck just stayed there, and I felt like, okay, it's okay to go up there. But I was very cautious as I went. Mm-hmm. And um, I swear, this little old lady leans over. Don't ask me how she leaned over and opened that door. She popped open the passenger door. And said, do y'all need a ride? I was like so relieved. Yes, ma'am. Do you mind? Please give us a ride. Um, We got in the car. She gave us a ride to the next gas station where a friend of mine met me. But Mm -hmm. um, she was short. I mean, this person was short and this sweet old gray-haired lady. Why did you say she was short? Because I don't know how she reached over and opened the passenger door. okay. And then she dropped us off, and I never saw her again. And I'll swear to you this day, that was an angel. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people might doubt me or whatever, but I don't care. That was an angel, the way it just, boom, they were there. Mm-hmm. They, a little old lady driving a big red truck. Mm-hmm. Come on. Pulling over. Knew. I mean, it's scary for her to pull over. I mean, right. she didn't know that you were a... God a woman would, with a child. I would be fearful of a, mm-hmm. a man. Who am I least fearful of? I love elderly people. I mm-hmm. love them. Mm-hmm. And that's what yep. happened. Wow. That's and God amazing. protected us and protected my daughter. And mm-hmm. um, 
It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. And I've told her that story. I don't know what she thinks about it. She doesn't remember it, thank God. Maybe God blocked it out of her mind. (laughs) Um, Well, you know, that's the thing, too. And sometimes we... I got myself in trouble. We, Yeah. But what I was going to say is we don't see how God protects us until after the fact. Yeah. You know, like we look back and say, wow. What is it, Joyce Myers, we go, we live life forward, but we see it backwards? Yeah, we live life forward, but we see it backwards. And think of all the times we never know when he protected us. Right, right. Avoided something. And we won't ever know until or, maybe until we're we, in heaven. we see him. Yeah. Wow, this is mm-hmm. a great podcast. <laughs> Good job. It is. It's lots of fun to talk about uh, how wonderful God is it and is. How, how his love for us just is so, so deep. Yeah. And, you know, like we can just feel like he's our dad and we're one of his children and mm-hmm. that's the way he loves us. Yes. So, um, my last. Uh, thing I wanted to do is to read a beautiful psalm. It's Psalm uh, 91. And um, in my Bible, it says uh, the theme of the psalm is God's protection in the midst of danger. Um, So I would just encourage anyone who feels like they need God's protection or, you know, has something they're dealing with that they want God to help them through that they might pull out their Bible and read this psalm. And it says, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways, that they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and on the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Mm, good Amen. stuff. Amen. I love that song. I know that's one of your favorites. It is. So I always like to end with a prayer of salvation. And I just want to pray for our all of our listeners. If you'll bow your head with me. Dear Lord, we just pray for protection over every person that hears My voice on this podcast, Lord, we don't know what they're going through, but you do. We pray your protection and supernatural, get them away out of whatever they're in, Lord, and heal their heart and heal their relationships. And anyone who wants to accept you, Lord, I just pray with me now. Dear Lord, please come into my heart. I accept 
Jesus into my heart that you sent for my sins, that he died on the cross for me, Lord, that he rose from the grave three days later and sits at the right hand of the Father, Lord. He's very much alive and well, and I invite him into my heart. And I pray that you would help me grow, Lord. Make the words of the Bible come alive. Help me use the words of the Bible, Lord, to get through my life and apply them to my life. They're not just words on a page, Lord. And you are all-powerful, all-knowing, and we just love you so much for everything you do for us, for how you help us grow and learn, and for the relationships you bring into our lives to help us grow. And I just praise and thank you for every person that listens. I just pray that you lift them up, Lord, and let them know how much you love them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, JJ. That was awesome. You are so welcome. Thank you. Bye, guys. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Are you interested in listening to more episodes? Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeart, and Spotify. Do you have a question you'd like us to chat about? Email us at swduthink at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Monday. See you next time.